Welcome, one and all, to the very first episode of In the Projection Booth, presented by Glasshouse Films, a brand new all-audio podcast show about movies, video games, comics, and all kinds of fun, nerdy shit that we all feel like talking about. If you haven't recognized by now, the pleasing dulcet tones you're currently listening to are mine, Carson. I'm your host, and with me we've got Greg. Hello. Allie. Hello. And Nicholas Bartholomew Kirby. Howdy, neighbor. <laughs> All right, so uh, each each one of you, let's uh, give give yourself a little bit of a tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself, Greg. Uh, all right, I I'm married. I'm 22 years old, and I spend way too much money on comic books. All right, that's uh, that is all true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Allie, go ahead and take it away. I spend far more money on video games. Carson's getting me into comic books, however. And I tend to watch a lot of horror films. Oh yeah. Finally, Nick, let the good people know who you are and what you're all about. Uh, I, I study engineering. I used to buy a lot of comics. And I'm that guy that's still World of Warcraft. All right. Anyway, so we're going to start today's show off with a, uh, with a look at a few trailers that have popped up in the past week, starting with the, uh, with the new Furious 7. So I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm really excited about this movie, especially after seeing that trailer. How about you guys? I think it's what Expendables wanted to be. Right? <laughs> I don't understand the timing of it, though. Like, watching it is slightly uncomfortable. Well, like, how? How do you mean? The way that they line these shots up, I don't know if the whole movies are like this, but it's, like, action and then, like, a really slow-paced, like, a bit of dialogue and then action and then, like, a really awkward pause and then some more action. Oh, Slow-paced so- bit of dialogue? You mean The Rock ripping a cast off his arm saying daddy's gotta go to work no 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 i i think i think you uh you misplaced exactly how he got that cast off his arm he flexes yeah (laughs) just breaks it off i i felt i had to watch it a couple times because i i felt like he was ripping his arm off they didn't show it a whole ton and it like the cast just looked way too thick i thought he was just ripping his whole arm off time to go back to work it's just like every time there's like a big bit of action, like something explodes, all of a sudden the video clip just like slows down. You're like, that didn't need slow motion, but thank you. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it, I think it's going to be absolute just balls to the wall fun that we've come to expect since the fourth movie. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't at all be surprised. So, you know how near the end of that trailer, Dominic Toretto's like. I I don't need friends or I don't I don't have friends. I have family. And then uh and then Paul Walker like walks up to the camera and then the ca- and then the shot just kind of lingers for what feels like a little bit too long. <laughs> yeah, that's what all the <laughs> yeah. timing is in this. Okay, that specific one, I wonder if that exact shot is actually a composite shot. And um and the production company put that in the movie. So, so basically to test to see if people could notice if that was really him or not. I, th- I think the director said he's not going to kill him off. I, I think you're right. I don't think they're going to kill him off. Um, 
they'll probably just give him like a happy ending where he goes off with Jordana Brewster and they all, you know, he starts a happy family and everything. And then the movie ends and he's like, all right, I'm out of the life. And that's where they might introduce another character. And I've heard that Kurt Russell is actually going to, he plays a small part in this movie. And in the next one, he's going to be a major character. Kind of like how in the fifth one, The Rock was kind of an antagonist. And then the sixth one, he partners up with everybody. And I think they're, they're going to do the same with uh, Kurt Russell. I don't know about you guys, but that would be fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, especially, especially it's like, my code name is Snake. Just call me <laughs> Snake. Oh, good lord. Well, you know what? Escape from New York is one of the best movies. So. <laughs> they're not the best movies. They're just fun to watch movies. He'll just drive a 69 Charger the entire, the entire movie. Damn right. So, uh, so they yeah, can't that's... do that. Vin Diesel's already got the '69 Charger. Well, you know what? Kurt Russell is more of a man than Vin Diesel is, so he'll just like punch Dominic and take his car from him. <laughs> and that, that's the plot of of Fast and Furious Eight. <laughs> or, or Vin Diesel and Kurt Russell in a showdown for who gets to drive the muscle car. <laughs> exactly. It's um. It wouldn't it be a showdown he would just punch him in the face and he falls over and he takes the car and that's the whole movie yep so uh yeah so now that we've taken a look at Fury 7 let's go ahead and drift into the woods with the into the woods trailer that was the worst segue I've ever heard oh, you're proud of yourself. oh, oh boy <laughs> oh boy so uh one of the most interested the only reason why I even brought this up really is because so the entire summer I've been seeing this trailer every single time I have to go see a movie. Yeah. But at no point until the most recent trailer dropped, was there any allusion to the fact that this film is actually a musical? That is yeah, absolutely that... correct. Cause I've seen it too. <laughs> yeah. And this latest trailer, they finally stopped. They finally started dropping musical numbers into the, into the trailer. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so, that's about how I feel. So we're all in agreement. It's just uh, more more Johnny Depp wearing a weird I know. hat, we, being stupid. I, I want yeah. I want some less less Johnny Depp as Johnny Depp as the the big bad wolf or whoever he's supposed to be. I just feel like I'm watching Johnny Depp. Yeah, Let, let's let's take more Johnny Depp out of that movie and put in like more Anna Kendrick and Emily Blunt, and I think See, all I, of us will be happy. Like even aside from the awkward makeup and goofy hat that Johnny Depp is wearing, just it, I don't, like in some scenes, it's like, oh yeah, this is a fantastical action movie, and then the very next thing, they're all singing. It's like, what is <laughs> going together, on? Yeah. <laughs> is this cop rock all over again? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I hope. Uh, Robbery, yeah, just... arson, murder, and rape. Yeah. <laughs> I just I can't I can't get on board whatever that is. It's I think it's too much of a scattershot of things it wants to be and not enough of what it could actually possibly be. Like I, how how they're aggressively trying to build what seems to be the foundation for a whole series of movies but also incorporate every single Disney property they can. Yeah, you, you know the the movie uh the Grim the, the Brothers Grimm. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it seems like it's almost trying to be that, 
but it's made by Disney and it's a musical. So instead of going like the actual dark, gritty fairy tale route, they're just going with like, let's just make everything look dark and then throw in happy music and a good ending. And it's, yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd much rather just watch the brothers Grimm or Hansel and Gretel witch hunters. Oh my God. Hansel and Gretel this. witch hunters was amazing. But I yeah. think, I think you're the only one who would say they'd rather watch the brothers. Grimm yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think anybody wants to watch the brothers Grimm. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, I mean, when I, compared I much, to this, yeah. I would rather watch. I, I think Hansel and Gretel. Cause I actually really enjoyed that movie and it has, you know, the same, like, let's take an old fairy tale and make it look darker and grittier in real animation or real action. It, exactly. But Live then, action. But then I don't you know have why the, the it's weird, so hard to come up with that. But then you have <laughs> the weirdest um, actors thrown in there. And it's like, the, it almost seems like they made Maleficent. And then they were trying to have another movie that's a lot like Maleficent. But then... Uh, they saw that Maleficent didn't catch on as well as they had hoped. So then they're radically trying to change the tone back up to something lighthearted. See, I, I just, I don't think that, I don't know. Johnny Depp was a mistake. I, well, Johnny I, Depp is gonna, a mistake. I know, but if, if they're going to do something like this, I would much rather see like a Patrick Stewart in there. Well, okay. Okay. Because you're, you're it, saying you're that that's the equivalent of saying I'd rather not eat shit. I'd much rather eat a uh, steak. That's a very no, obvious like, statement. When you have Johnny like, Depp versus Patrick Stewart, you're always going to go Patrick Stewart. Because they have actors who can, who like they've done these kind of weird things. I want like basically with people who have a more stage presence, who are more theatrical and have done like on stage performances because that seems to be more what this type of movie could Where benefit it, from. It really feels like they're trying to get more just marquee names instead of people who yeah. do legitimate. They're, yeah. they're putting names I, in I, there instead of people I completely understand that. that fit the movie. Yeah, I understand that. And basically what this whole, what all this conversation boils down to is uh, this movie's going to suck. So uh, now that, now that we've uh, accurately given the audience, the, uh, uh, rough feeling as to how we are looking at the film let's move on from the uh, woods of fairy tale land to the urban landscapes of russia with the uh, next trailer hardcore that was put out Ooh, uh, this thing. <laughs> oh man <laughs> so I, you, uh, you have something to some, say there i got some feelings about that <laughs> okay oh it it just it just looks so just so unnatural and terrible like <laughs> if you know, watch doom and go watch all the weird uh, first person sequences oh, no. and it's just like there's there's no way to ever make like this first person camera look normal i think like the the biggest offender is it just looks like you're looking at everything through like a fish-eyed gopro it does. I was like, it looks last, like last I yeah. last I checked, that is not what like human vision looks like. <laughs> uh, it's like yeah. this this man this man that's parkouring around this building with an with a, a pretty good amount of grenades, but no guns, which was also <laughs> weird to me. <laughs> he had a belt full of grenades, but kept picking guns off of random dudes. Yeah, has like this eagle eye vision. 
and just and just no peripherals at all. And <laughs> it looks like the camera is on top of his head. Like this Yeah, that's this another six thing. this six foot seven man is parkouring around. <laughs> Yeah, it's very like, like with, amateur looking too, though. Like very yeah, Blair Witch it, Project. Like you're looks, hanging out with your friends parkouring or something. Yeah, it looks like they went to, you know, a construction site, went to an army surplus store, and put on this thick British accent, which was also <laughs> weird. Oh really, my god, with really, Charlton Copley. Yeah, really, really confused me, <laughs> and uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it, and I think that you know that would. Watching that for an hour and a half would make me sick, both, well, both mentally probably, oh God, yeah. and People physically. People get sick from the Oculus Rift. Imagine watching a whole movie like that. Somebody's going to get motion sickness really bad from this movie. Well, yeah, yeah. As, as well as the fact that this is, you know, it's it's an hour and a half of nothing but this. And f- the the way that it was described was that it's a, it's a robot or a, a cyborg, my mistake. And I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say that this guy doesn't exactly have acting chops. So it's from from like an emotional investment standpoint, I don't think it's even going to be interesting to watch outside of this weird um, this weird experiment. Yeah, I, I don't, I I'm, I'm all like for him. I'm all for people who who are uh, who probably like to pioneer new film techniques, but I don't think there's anything anything special or, or groundbreaking about strapping a camera to a guy's head and and just just running through running through parking complexes yeah slapping slapping bad guys <laughs> well it's the, like the what's the real difference grenades. between like well think about cloverfield that's found footage what's the difference between that and then something like this which looks so much worse because found yeah. footage even even though found footage is supposed to be from um from the person's perspective as much as possible it's the fact that you know that you're watching a video camera or you know a file from a video camera versus this is this person's perspective. That and in Cloverfield, didn't like different people carry the camera at different times? Yeah, that's that's another thing. So yeah, because the guy gets killed at some point. Yeah, so. yeah. I, 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 yeah. For for me, like a a big thing that just instantly I was like, what am I watching? Was when they're like, if you can hear them. But cannot shoot them. Throw a grenade. It was like, what is this? A Call of Duty tutorial level? Like, what? I, don't, I, I, I love that some, actually. Like, 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 come on! And this guy's supposed to be what? Some special sci-fi robot warrior who's like running around parkouring all over the place, but doesn't know the basics. Like, throw a grenade. It's like. Come on! I don't tell me hit X to throw grenade in a movie. Like, I, there's no, I don't know. I just, I instantly just yeah. thought about some Call and, of Duty tutorial level and was like, no, nah, I'm not having this. And, and given the fact that it's it's a trailer um, that's embedded into this Indiegogo plea for money, this thing automatically just turns me off. I'm like, oh, it isn't even completed yet. In that case, I'm going to try as hard as I possibly can that you never release this blight onto humankind. (laughs) Yeah, it it might work for like a five-minute scene of the movie, but not 90 minutes to two hours long. That would, ugh. Well, see, in short bursts, it's fine, because have you seen the, um, 
it, when Payday 2 released that new character, it's like a live action bit they do. And part of it is like a GoPro on a guy's chest and he's shooting people down the stairs. And that's it. It's like 30 seconds of GoPro footage. And then it goes yeah, back yeah. to what it was before. And it works really well. And then this is a whole movie. Yeah. That's just wrong. Like it, it could it could be really cool is like an action sequence in a Michael Mann film. But other than yeah. that, it's just way too much, especially with some of the other uh, stuff that we see in that Indiegogo campaign trailer, like a whole driving action set piece. Where like, he's like jumping from car to car and stuff. Oh god, that that's that's gonna make me puke. And <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe this was just me, but did you guys see like the zombies attacking a prison scene? Like, oh yeah, th- there was just a bunch of people throwing <laughs> their bodies onto like a fence with razor wire, just and then I don't know. It's just the whole thing seems pretty crazy. Yeah, and I so you guys. Uh, in in the uh, in the video it says that originally he uh, he did the uh, bad motherfucker video. Um, mm-hmm. Did any of you actually go through and watch that video as well? No, I haven't. Mm-mm. And I, after I've watching that, that, I was just kind of done with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, well, next. So I I kind of wanted uh, wanted to see like, oh, maybe <laughs> the scene that we did see for this hardcore thing wasn't the finished product. Maybe maybe this bad motherfucker is something that. I'm just not getting. Spoiler alert. No, it still looks like shit. <laughs> All right. Yes. So I, yeah. I just started going through the trailer a second time to see if there was anything I had missed. Oh, I'm watching it, it again, I, too. I'm just the, watching the, all the grenades. The okay sign. Yeah. <laughs> he throws. Oh, like, God. He yeah. rolls the grenade down the stairs and the guy's body parts just come back oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like it, and it looks so bad. Uh, it it there, looks incredibly so amateurish. Where the camera it, does, it looks really amateurish. Yeah. It's like, okay, like if you're a person and you're in a situation where guys are running at you, would you stop to look at the okay sign that you show to the other guy? Or would you like, <laughs> like it's all right, man. I didn't get shot. Now, let's go <laughs> ahead and keep on going. I'm going to turn me- this way. Like, let me give you the let me give you the okay sign and look directly at my hand. Yeah. Now, now, if if the if the movie itself was kind of a deconstruction of a lot of action films, like when he flashes the okay sign and then goes war, it's fantastic. That, I think I think if we would have a bunch of dialogue in that movie that's like that, it might be a little bit more bearable. But I don't. I think we're gonna have a silent protect. We're basically gonna be following Link as he walks through a battlefield for two hours. Yeah. Well, it's like they show you with the guy with the headgear on. He's got like the camera steadied in his fucking mouth, so he's obviously not gonna be talking for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> or if he is, it's gonna be superimposed after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm all for I'm all for making you know new new action movies, especially action movies. Tend to one of those genres that tends to stagnate pretty easily, and I I think the idea is cool. Like when when I hear like oh POV action movie that sounds pretty sweet, and then I look at the trailer and I'm like oh my god this would make me so so sick. And that is coming from a uh, you know most of us actually do play a lot of FPS games, and yeah it just uh, uh. yeah so. It's, it's one of those things where I, I also feel like it's a bit harder to, you know, like, uh, like convey as much like sense of like emotion through the first person because when yeah. you look at found footage movies, you know, uh, like I I think Cloverfield's actually a pretty good example. The the person holding their camera is 
usually losing their shit. And yes. it's pretty it's pretty shaky. They're darting around really fast. A lot of times they have the camera pointed at something that they aren't like looking at exactly from that angle. So you get more of a sense of like where they're at and like how they're feeling. A lot of people, you know, the biggest complaint I heard about how they filled Cloverfield was um, you know, that it made people like gave them, you know, huge headaches, made them sick. Yeah. But yeah. But like that, that, that kind of sense of emotions like still there. That you know, whoever's whoever's holding the camera is like you know, they're, they're in, freaked out by the in the middle of a giant monster full. attack. Yeah. But th- but then you just have this very like, you know, smooth kind of head on a swivel, silent protagonist just chucking grenades and jumping <laughs> jumping on the tops of, you know planes when they're in the air or something like just doing some okay, doing so, some ridiculous cyborg shit so that and that scene just where doesn't the, do it for me where the guy's jumping onto planes and everything and he's like teleporting like everything in like the first minute of that video i sent you guys is actually from the bad motherfucker music video like uh. the scene where the the scene where the camera like superimposes onto the onto the tits of those women on the rooftop, yeah. like for for no reason. It's like okay, that's actually part of a stupid music video that he did. So it's like okay, hopefully you don't repeat that, please. Um, Except but, then we watch him throw grenades every three seconds, and all you can see is like one of his hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So speaking of things that are way hardcore. Um, so anybody who was who knew about the um, the DC new slate of films might have noticed that they are going to put out a Suicide Squad film, and for that film, it is being rumored that once uh, Ryan Gosling passed on the project, Jared Leto might play the Joker in the Suicide Squad film. Now, as far as uh, as far as people playing the Joker, uh, Jared Leto is not somebody who I would choose. Um, I don't know about you guys. I, uh, I, a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, when the dark Knight was coming out, were kind of like losing their shit at Heath Ledger being the Joker. Like I remember reading, you know, Oh, Heath Ledger, the, the same guy in the Patriot, the same guy. And you know, the brothers <laughs> Grimm. he's, yeah, you know, hey, oh, Brokeback Mountain's good. It may not be yeah, your no, subject I'm matter. It's a good Brokeback movie, Mountain but <laughs> is, is good. I'm just like, saying, uh, like people were talking about the gay cowboy anyways, being Joker. Yeah. yeah. Any, anyways, though, uh, I'll, I, I'd give it a shot. I'm actually less concerned about the actor and more concerned that like, why, why is the Joker in the Suicide Squad? Because I don't, exactly. I don't know a ton about DC. He, he's never been in the Suicide Squad. Is His it, daughter and Harley Quinn have been in the Suicide Squad. Isn't the Suicide Joker. Squad made up of villains that want to like make up for all of the crazy-ass shit that yeah, they did? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a, a way for them to pay off their debts. Like They work for the government, do missions that are typically considered too hard or too where it's close a, almost to a, failure. Yeah, almost a 100% yeah. fatality rate yeah. on a mission. But, like but they do it because if they can, you know serve enough time then they get to go ahead and go through for most part it's people without you know an incredible amount of superpowers yeah mainly mercenaries who can drift between the different comic series they're not tied down to a particular hero yeah like a lot of the time uh deathstroke uh i think uh yeah deathstroke uh hot shot or no dead shot yeah yeah i mean if you've seen arrow they make a brief appearance in there with a couple of people too 
Um, in fact, Harley Quinn was one of the people on the Suicide Squad. She yeah. made a cameo appearance on the Arrow show. So, like, yeah. it's it's weird to think that, like, the Joker would be a part of it. But at the same time, like, it's one of those things where it's kind of like the Thunderbolts for Marvel. Really, like, there's no set rules. Like, this person cannot be a Thunderbolt. Because you've had everyone from Luke Cage to Juggernaut be a Thunderbolt. Like, the Swamp Thing. Or not the Swamp Thing. Yeah. Or the, yeah. I, I, think, I think the biggest thing is that, first, the Joker just... I don't see him playing well with others and they might, yeah, they might I, try to use him as a wild card, but I, I don't think it's a gambit that will pay off for them. And second, yeah, a lot of people said like, Oh, Heath Ledger's the Joker. Really? Ha 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 ha. But the thing is Heath Ledger had already proven himself to be a really good actor at that point. Jared Leto or Leto or Jared Fuckface, <laughs> at no point in time, has he ever been an astonishing actor? The The biggest thing that he's known for, apart from getting his arm chopped off at the end of Requiem for a Dream, is um, is that blonde bitch that got the shit kicked out of him in, <laughs> in uh, Fight Club. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I think I, I recently watched Mr. Nobody, and Mr. Nobody was, was really good. I thought, I feel like I'm not, that's probably why I'm not as worried about the, the acting choice is because the movie the movie has like him as the same character but the, the nature of the movie is that it's following different timelines and so he's acting very different at yeah. different points in the movie and it was pretty diverse and overall I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good movie uh, I think it got pretty 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 sweet reviews yeah it was, it was, it was very positively uh, yeah it was fun. it was really fun though and like I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not super worried about his his acting chops, just so much as the whole. I don't think the Joker would ever be in the Suicide Squad thing because yeah. the the whole point is that it's a bunch of people who are repentant, and the whole nature of the Joker is that he just does everything for yeah. basically He's no reason, just as a foil to Batman, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of one of the interesting things when I was looking up the story a bit more is that David Ayer is the one who's directing it. And I think that's actually a really good choice because David Ayer typically makes films that are all about um, kind of the duality of man in that he can be incredibly brutal, but also tries to um, also tries to be a good guy in some respects. But one of one of the things that he is also a very brutal director, Uh, all of his stuff is incredibly violent way bloody just very hardcore and uh ha 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 and <laughs> i think it's Damn. going to be interesting to see whether or not they make the suicide squad movie a rated r film i think that would actually go a long way to bring in uh, an interested audience i would uh, go over I, great but the main problem is that the pg-13 audience is going to bring in Way Actually, more. probably a it wider audience in, than that. It always yeah. brings in more money. Yeah, I mean, I would say a rated R movie bring, brings in a wider audience if you were to combine it with, you know, the PG-13 audience. Like, it, it, I mean, it'd be a wider gamut, you know, combined with the Marvel films overall. But as far as the actual release of a rated R movie versus a PG-13, no. It, it, well, it, I guarantee it wouldn't make as much money. If somebody came up to you and said, hey, I'm making, you know, it's, there was a rated R superhero movie, wouldn't you be kind of interested in that? 
Like I'd it, be far more interested in the rated R because it'd be grittier. It'd be far yeah. closer to source like, material. Well, it yeah, depends like on Punisher the movie. War Zone. If if you're putting out a rated R Captain America film, <laughs> I'm kind of concerned <laughs> as to where yeah. your head is. But but that's the thing. Like Suicide Squad would be one of those comics that could easily be a rated R movie without yeah. much of the comics having to be either left out or just kind of glossed over. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay positive for uh, for the Suicide Squad movie. Well, your concern uh, is Jared Leto, but look at the rest of the people that they have going. Like, Will Smith is in just stages I, of discussion. Please, can, God, no. I can <laughs> almost guarantee you that he will <laughs> oh. not accept that role. Um, I hope they don't accept him. I hope somebody sees his name on the list and goes, this is just wrong. No. Yeah, I, does, I think... Does Will Smith not do rated R? Is that is that the right actor that I'm thinking of? Is he one of those guys who announced that he doesn't do rated R anymore? Yeah, I don't just, know, because I, he was going to be a part of Django until he, the whole, I can't kill Calvin Candy. Yeah, until he until he completely misunderstood oh, the actual yeah. main villain yeah, so of the movie. I think he's willing to. Oh, yeah, it's he's just, also going to be in needs, Bad Boys 3. Yeah, he All needs right, the, the right thing in order for him to be willing to do it. And I don't, I don't think he would be in a film like this because he's, um, it's a team-based movie. So if he can't <laughs> be front and center, then he just won't be in it at all. If he can't also cast his son as a miniature him, <laughs> he does not want a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can, can my son play the Joker? He's pretty good. <laughs> God, <laughs> I, could... wish, I wish Jaden Smith was my child. He's no, so no, no, cool. No, but... Will no Smith. one ever. Will Smith... Will Smith Smythe. will be the Joker, <laughs> and his son can be the little puppet that he carries around. <laughs> okay, that that's a different character, but uh, yeah, it was. That, that's the puppet master, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then the puppet master died, and the Joker got a hold of it. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure. Just so they can yeah. get Will Smith's son in this. Yeah, exactly. Like if it's in the comics, they're okay to do it in the movies, and it's been done in the comics. So it can be done. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> boom. That's how you get Will Smith in. Give yeah. his son the puppet costume. <sighs> well, I, I feel like the movie wouldn't be rated R because that that seems that seems like the kind of the kind of thing we're talking about. Not so much worried about the Jared Leto because honestly, I feel like he's probably one of the one of the better actors. I mean, I I think the only person the only name I heard that stood out was like Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy and, would be kind. I I don't think Tom Hardy is much, but. You know who would be interesting, and I saw this once was um, uh, Adrian Brody as the Joker, because he he typically plays really good. Um... You just saying that because he's got a big honker? No, I'm <laughs> saying that because he can play really unhinged characters well, and I think that he he could I possibly think, pull something. I off think that'd that be way. pretty cool. I just don't think the movie's going to be rated R because if they're going to tie it in with their whole. Because, you know, they released that whole list of movies up through 2019. Yeah. If they ever try to draw in from it, and I'm not saying that the, that they will end up crossing it over, but just looking at, like, the Marvel lineup, how they eventually, they're all kind of slowly tying together. I think that if they made it rated R, then you'd either, you'd, you'd end up watering some other film down along the line if you end up having the Suicide Squad in there. Just seems like it'd be really, I, I really think, weird. I think one of the things that DC is also trying to do is by including a Suicide Squad movie, they can 
and, and if it's successful, they then they've proven that they can do a smaller scale, probably a little bit more intimate um, action movie, and not have an overblown budget, not have not not make some big blockbuster about it. And I think well, that's part of the reason why they're making a Suicide Squad film, and to have a to have a bit more diversity to their portfolio of movies. It could be kind so, of like the. The Deadpool, the like Deadpool of rated R movies, like as in Suicide Squad, you know, is to DC as like a Deadpool movie would be to Marvel, yeah, where like, you could have a rated R movie and not tie it in with something yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. have it off happening. doing its own thing, and like they can go as dark as they want because that, you know, then oh well, okay, this little corner is where the dark stuff happens. Over there is where Justice League is flying high above the sky. Like you yeah. know, yeah. you could do that. Yeah, I. The biggest thing is I def I want if he does get picked up as the Joker I want to see him in the makeup and I want to see how he's going to play it because you're right he I, I do have to eventually watch Mr Nobody but uh, I I want to see if he can really branch out and do a character like the Joker and I also want to see how they play it because they might want to try and step away from Christopher Nolan's very serious philosophical take on the Joker and do something more akin to uh, the animated series Joker. Yeah, but uh, again, he has to be the leader or else pff, things But the leader weird. of what? Because you were talking about, obviously Joker wasn't in the original Suicide Squad, but somebody in the comments brought up a point of what if the Joker is somebody the Suicide Squad has to take down in the film? That's, that's what I was thinking. That would be cool. That would actually yeah, be pretty that, cool. That would be, that'd be interesting. I mean, I don't yeah. usually go for superhero movies and stuff, but this is probably something that I'll end up watching. Just it, the, only interesting. the only like, thing yeah, I would worry about is pretty cool. Yeah, but if they went for like, let's go against the Joker, like the Suicide Squad is a kill or be killed sort of situation. And in a yeah, su- they, they don't have know. the same hangups that uh, Batman usually does. They're like, oh, uh, I got a shot. Well, take it. Yeah. yeah. And so in that situation, you come into a conclusion where either you have a, a very, you know, odd ending where it's just like well nothing really was resolved but nothing really bad happened or you get to a situation where people are dead and you can't use those characters anymore yeah i I think and if if the joker is one of those uh, ones that die like that could be a big thing however if they turn the other trailer or uh synopsis before we can really start determining even what the hell this fucking movie's gonna be about. Yeah, it's just all speculation right now. Yeah, yeah. Off off the fact that Jared Leto might be the Joker. But yeah. um, but speaking of uh, weird off-the-wall choices, I don't know if you guys have seen, but DC is going to completely halt all of their titles, Vertigo included, for two whole months for their big crossover event. I don't know about you, but that's yeah, kind of stupid. I just want to say now, like most crossover events, I think are really bad. Yeah. I there are a couple that I actually enjoy. I think the most recent was actually the Infinity Wars by Marvel. I think that they actually had a pretty decent story, but at the same time, I don't like the business of crossover well, events the, the because then you got like they're an additional. Canceling. They're stopping their titles. Is the is what's interesting. So there's there's two there's two sides to this. First, you're not pulling characters that might not even be in this entire situation. Like, say Constantine, you have you have him off in England doing whatever. You're not having to randomly pull him into this event, but at the same time, you're stopping his comic for two whole issues. 
Yeah. So it, they they might they might be trying something where they prune down how many comics they're asking people to buy for this one event, or they're just trying to say, hey, buy these instead. They they might be trying to cross promote their stuff by making it the only DC titles available for two whole months. Further on in the story, um, it says that it looks it's... like it's. Oh, go ahead. Oh, it, it looks like it's not just the crossover event that's being published. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the whole idea of the new 52 is like, oh, we, we constantly have 52 comics running, whether we stop them or bring in new ones or stop old ones. We're always going to have 52. Well, they don't have 52 right now. I'm pretty sure. Nah. Uh, well, but, no, they might because they have like nine Batman titles. I mean, yeah, right maybe if you count, maybe if you count all the Vertigo titles, which that's actually what I'm most upset about, is they're also yeah. halting all the unrelated Vertigo titles that right? are out right now. It's but stupid. It, I, I think the the things that annoy me, the 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 animosity towards uh, crossovers aside. Just a, purely as a, a business decision, stopping the production of them for two months, it's a is a is a pretty big deal because it's it's you know well well known that comics you know they they come out periodically on Wednesdays. But I think the the biggest thing is like it's you they're there if you don't like the crossover event or you're not interested, they're just kind of shoving this little consolation prize where they're putting out you know. <laughs> 42-part miniseries yeah. for each of the comics in the New 52 that's supposed to be involved with this crossover, in addition to just, like, this nine-issue crossover. Which, a nine-issue crossover, that's, like, that's like medium length. You know, they go yeah, from, like, six that, to 14, standard. typically. But it just... I. If I was if I was a big DC collector, I think, I think, I'd, be, I think I'd be pretty annoyed. Especially if it's good, though. If it's good, then all of a sudden you have all these awesome two-part tie-ins and this awesome nine-issue story arc, and you didn't have to buy your regular poll list along with it. But rarely are crossovers that good, though. I mean, honestly, I would say maybe maybe a quarter to a third of all crossover events get like you know rave reviews. Yeah, and even if we are talking about a a really good crossover event. You know, okay, so there's 42 part miniseries. Like, how many of those are actually going to be about characters you you care about? How many of those are going to be things you're even interested in? Like, are you just expected to buy all 80 comics, I, or I are you going to pick more... and choose between there? I mean, I mean, literally, like the the whole point of the crossover event is to have some big event with everybody. So I would imagine if you're interested in that person, like. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept a lot of the same current writers, maybe even the same artists that are currently working on those titles, also working on those two-part miniseries. That's, that's purely speculation, but... I feel I, like that's I a would, really big bid to get new people, though, is they're like, oh, look at all yeah. these things that we have. If you like one thing, that could pull you into this. But it's yeah. like, massively confusing. As somebody who's just starting to get into comics, I'm like, what What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's Everything like, yeah. is like pushed together, and they're like, look at this, and then look at this other version of that, and then look at these other versions of the same thing. Yeah, it's suspect yeah. yeah, to be like, I'm going to put this off for a few months, then I'll get into comics. Especially because yeah, like, a lot of publishers use these crossover events as like a, a soft reset, because yeah, almost exactly. every time after one, it's a new story. Well, if you're trying to get into it, you're like, okay, there's a big crossover event, 
now's probably a good time for me to get in. You got to wait for the crossover event to be done because anything you pick up during those two months is going to mean nothing. And you can't just kind of like ease your way into it. Like, it's like, okay, well, you know, everybody's going to just wait. Yeah, you're jumping into this. Yeah, it's like you're jumping into this big, especially this event that's, that's the whole, this whole shtick is, you know, it's convergence. It is, it is everybody coming together. You're jumping into the middle. If you're a new reader, yeah, you're, not, not only you're reading this, you're jumping into the big clusterfuck of all these well-established heroes well, it's and not villains. Only, it's not only all the well-established heroes and villains, it's all the well-established heroes and villains and all their multiverses as yeah. well. Yeah. It's like, I, oh shit, so there's to to a new reader, it's like, oh, there's Superman, but then there's also communist Superman? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, you know, right now, Warner Brothers, they're kind of entering this phase where they're drawing more attention because they, they, they've been behind Marvel and the movie scene, and now that they're actually starting to you know garner some additional attention through movies, normally that does at least translate to a little bump in comic sales. The tiniest. It's almost, it's almost yeah. uh, not even a thing. Could be, could be really awesome if, but yeah, I, if the crossover uh, no, event is just so much. real top notch, that it's, it's good enough on its own merits to draw in people, then as someone that buys comics, I would appreciate the idea behind not having to buy everything else too. But unless it's, you know, a really good crossover event, I'd probably just end up skipping it and not buy yeah, comics for yeah. the two months. So, uh, speaking of things that we don't know if are uh, going to be very popular or not, there is something that is incredibly popular, and that is the Death of Wolverine. The uh, Death of Wolverine issue is one of the uh, top titles uh, sold in the month of October, and uh, looks like looks like it is a complete success so far. Which is stupid, um, because we all know for a goddamn fact that the death of Wolverine is going to st- it's going to stick about as well as I don't know any other massive event that's the death of blank. Yeah, it's, now they're using the death of title to draw in sales. So Nick, as somebody who uh, who actually does read X Men on a regular basis, do you yeah. know how how this has been affecting X Men? Um. Not, 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 not at all. Not a ton. They're pretty. They're pretty good at keeping their titles separate. Uh, Wolverine's Wolverine's definitely one of those characters who's in a ton of comics at once, but it's pretty easy to pull him away, like, uh, and not have it affect anything. If not because they're just really used to X Men dying. Honestly, not not because you know they're they're. Dying and bringing everybody back to life, which they they kind of are. X Men's not as big of uh, like they're not as uh, they're not, they're, they're as, not as big of a, a perpetrator of it as some other as some other comics I could name. But <laughs> it's not it's not terrible because of the nature of X Men. There's a lot of them. Like there's it's a it's a big it's a big team. You know, at one point. There's probably a hundred on the various rosters, so they they can do without him. I'm not worried about the whole "let's bring him back to life" thing because recently, 
and by recently, I mean within the last 15 years, I, I consider anything after the year 2000 recently, <laughs> they've been pretty good because at keeping last characters. Is still the 90s. Yeah, they, yeah, pretty much. They've been pretty good at keeping dead characters dead long enough that people aren't going to bitch when they come back to life. I mean, Night, Nightcrawler was brought back this year, and he was killed off uh, in 2005, 2006. And they brought him back. Currently, uh, Professor X is dead. Spoiler, spoiler alert! Professor X yeah. is dead. Um, <laughs> Something from like two and, or and, years ago. And they've and they've and they've done really. They've they've sh- haven't shown any signs of bringing him back. So it's it's a. Uh, I I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, like it's like oh you're not worried oh, about that one. Is he is he really dead? I don't. I don't care. Honestly, if <laughs> if they do if they do anything interesting with the current characters, I'll be I'll be happy. Um, X Men's in kind of this funk right now, where now that all these like Marvel movies have picked up, um, they people people really want Marvel Studios to pick X Men back up. The problem is is not just getting the rights back to the movies; it's that. Uh, any any new characters that are created, any new X-Men, anything that has the title Mutant that is created by Marvel Comics, uh, the film rights to it immediately become av- available to Fox. Yeah. And so um, they don't create new characters anymore. So doing anything interesting with the current characters, like I'm always a fan. The death of Wolverine, totally, totally campy. It's so ridiculous. I mean, the the cover the cover of it is is like death holding his naked, bloody body. Oh. so it's like <laughs> so it's like how much more nineties can you get than that? Yeah. Oh, like, the only way would be if death were wearing like a bunch. It's of ridiculous. Pockets. It's ridiculous. It's fun. They actually could kill Wolverine off if they want. They have this kind of uh, like he has he has an off switch in his brain basically that <laughs> one that Cyclops knows how to trigger. Um, it's they 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 can kill him off if they want. It's oh, okay. it's not it's not a it's not a big deal. It's you you it's like you you know they'll bring him back. I mean, it, it, he could be gone for you know eight but, years like Nightcrawler fact, was. It's the fact that they're going to get rid of him for some period of time to kind of give readers a break almost. Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll it'll refresh a lot of titles because I mean Wolverine. Uh, I don't know the exact count, but I I would say he's probably shows up pretty pretty frequently, some, somewhat frequently. I won't say pretty. Frequently, I, I can like think about issue. nine. Or he's, I yeah, I was gonna say he's probably about six. he's probably in like close to nine at one point. Yeah, I mean they they even make jokes about it in the comics. But like, <laughs> how do you find all the time to do this? You know, you you're suffering from Batman syndrome. Like there are not enough hours in the day to do all the shit you do, Wolverine. Exactly. Yeah, and it, Wolverine's just like uh, multitasking. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, well, yeah, multitasking is my real mutant power. It's heal, healing just helps, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can think of at least five or six comics he's in right now, just off the top of my head. He's he's he is a pretty big character. Yeah, he's but... he's a fun he's a fun character. Like you know, kill him off though, refresh some of the other because he you know he's like the he's kind of the star of X Men right now. It's pretty much him and Cyclops. They did some interesting shit with Cyclops. Cyclops is kind of has this whole like kind of new wave Magneto esque kind of thing about him. 
Wolverine just kind of stagnated a bit. It's like, let's kill him off. They can refresh some of these, you know, older characters because that's really all they have to work with. And right now, Wolverine just took up, you know, half the spotlight. Cyclops and his little team took up the other half. So kill him off. I feel like it makes room for x-men to grow as a whole and then you can bring them back and they can put them in you know a hundred different teams this time and and at the same time i don't really think that it's going to necessarily have big drastic effects because there's already like wolverine sun x-23 yeah and like there's there's characters that have essentially the exact same powers if not better who also have the claws and the metal skeleton and everything that they could just plug in. So more more than anything else, it's just brand recognition with Wolverine. Yeah, because, I mean, there are at least, what, two or three characters that have the exact same power set and cloth motif that they got going on. Yeah, So, I mean, and some of them are already in teams. Like, X-23 was is part of Avengers undercover. She's, she's actually like, she left the Avengers because she didn't, or the X-Men because she felt more at home in a place that didn't know her as the, you know, daughter of Wolverine, even though she's more a clone. But, and so like you can already put people in that have the same Wolverine brand into different locations they just don't bring the same name recognition so really at the end of the day this thing doesn't mean shit yeah pretty much it's not so much about wolverine and in my opinion i don't think it's so much about wolverine being dead as much as it is putting you know all of the other characters specifically the other x-men he's associated with in the spotlight because they can't create new ones they got to make the ones they got interesting And oh no, they have to be writers for once. <laughs> I know. Oh no, oh no. And it'll. I think it'll. It'll help bring some other like potential leaders. You know, maybe yeah. it'll shift some teams around. Like I don't think that X Men has completely stagnated, but Wolverine's just such a huge part of it, and he's got. He's he's such like a straightforward character. Yeah, well, especially right now, it's hard to make it's hard to make him super interesting. Wolverine's filling the role of like Cyclops, Professor X, Wolverine, and like he's the headmaster of the new school. He's the team leader. He's like kill him off and let's see some more Toad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know, uh, kill kill him off and let's uh, let's see the. Let's see some chamber or something, Who, you know. Who's, who's the one guy that you showed me the uh, the picture of Nick where he's like fighting off Satan with a guitar or something? Dupe. 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 Yes. Yes. Okay. Bring it. Yeah. Dupe. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just make Dupe the headmaster. You know. You know what actually has me kind of pumped up and might get me buying some Marvel comics Do is it. the Attack on Titan crossover with Marvel. <laughs> <That was so>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, I, <laughs> I, I'm not even, Too I'm not Wolverine's the, dead, man. There goes, yeah. <laughs> there goes that. Yeah. He just climbs uh. up the Titans and just like scratches at the napes of their necks and dead. But, uh, yeah, that, that just, this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I honestly, I, think I got, foremost, I got nothing. <laughs> I think first and foremost, you need to establish the team. That's that's gonna be crucial. <laughs> like, I think get, get Mister Fantastic out of there. Like, what's he gonna do to these guys? You need you need a good foundation. Get Colossus and the Thing, because those guys are pretty durable. And get then from there, eatable really. <laughs> yeah, you get people that aren't eatable. Who's toxic? Then, 
And then you get people that are extremely eatable, but just dangerous to eat, like Swamp Thing or, like, Deadpool. Deadpool can survive being chewed up. Like, that's not a big deal. What yeah. you need to worry about is when he reassimilates in your stomach and starts poking his way out from the inside. <laughs> I, I think I think it'd be more fun if they use this as a uh, as uh, an excuse to uh, to kill. Who who's the one who throws up lights in uh, in X Men? What uh? Well, which one is Dazzler? Jubilee? Dazzler and Jubilee. Well, yeah, Jubilee both. doesn't. Jubilee doesn't have those powers anymore. She's a she's a dark brooding vampire now. Oh god, then definitely kill her off in this attack on Titan. Oh, so <laughs> but she can't, she but can't go into the sunlight though. She can't and, go into the sunlight. And Titans yeah. are most Titans are most active during the day. Yeah, so you, that's that but, already eliminates them. Their hours don't line up. But you know what? Yeah. Uh, you know where Their sunlight hours are totally you know where, different. You know where sunlight <laughs> isn't inside of a Titan's stomach. So let's just have the Titan eater and we'll be done with that shit so moving on from completely crazy bullshit to slightly less crazy bullshit um we have uh we have some casting rumors as well as a poster for the uh, world of warcraft movie which is more just a reason for us to talk about this world of warcraft movie that is Ooh. it's getting made oh i'm 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 excited you know it's it's one of those things where I, I think everyone's everyone's been on YouTube. I think we've all YouTubed from time to time. I, I am and, guilty uh, <laughs> of YouTubing in the privacy of my own room. But you know, you, you can scroll down in the comments, and once you get past all the all the racism, sexism, <laughs> and and, and uh, homophobia, like everybody's watched, you know, some sort of game trailer, uh, and people are like, "Oh man, you should make a movie out of this. You guys are so good at animating." And at some point, Blizzard was like, "You know what? Okay, yeah, we'll just we'll just do that." I'm just like, and "Fuck it, let's do it." I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped for it. Like it it takes place. Um, it's supposed to take place before the games. Uh, before uh, which games? All of them. I think I think it's before the. Oh man, see, I've never actually played the first Warcraft. I think it takes place. Uh. I don't think I have either. I've played the second it, and the third. Yeah, so, it, so we know for it a takes fact place it takes place with um, the third one. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 for sure. It takes place before I think like Thrall is even. Yeah, more. because they're talking about Ogrim and King. So, yeah, or, yeah. Of... It's it's got Orgrim Doomhammer. Yeah. So it's uh, I think I want to say if you take the current, if you take like where World of Warcraft is at right now, jump back like. At least, at least like forty years. Yeah. Uh, it 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 looks with, with I mean without seeing anything at all, it looks cool. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so I'm well. I'm, the the I'm fact confident. that they've hired Duncan Jones to direct it and has yeah. done a rewrite, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty right confident now. in their ability to put out something that's and that's that's passable. I mean, Blizzard has a reputation for. Uh, especially recently, for scrapping stuff yeah. that isn't very good. But you know, you know the the one aspect of this entire film that has me most excited, motherfucking Clancy Brown is going to be in the movie. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, and this is also part of a big trend. Again. <laughs> this is part of a big trend too. Like, there's a lot of old TV show or old games. And new games that are being made into movies. Like I remember uh, when 
Star Wars The Old Republic was being made, their cinematics, people were clamoring for them to make a movie too. And now like Tetris is getting a movie. Pac-Man yeah, is getting a movie. A movie. Uh, Ratchet and Clank actually has a decent looking movie. Uh, um, Sly Cooper. Yeah, Sly Cooper's getting a movie. Oh and yeah, that's, I saw that. Got a movie. And like, <laughs> I, I think that you know, ex- especially some of these games that have a much more expansive world, like you know, World of Warcraft or Star Wars. Like, I mean, obviously, Star Wars was a movie first and a game second, but some of these bigger worlds, there's so much there that you could do something with. That if you were to just remove the title World of Warcraft and say it's a fantasy movie, it's got a guy named Doomhammer in it. Like, Fuck yes. you, you'd be pretty interested just looking at, you know, what they're talking about and the people that are associated with it, too. So adding the title World of Warcraft, I mean, well, it's whether it's Warcraft. there or not. It's not even going to be World oh, yeah, of it's, Warcraft. Whether it's there or not. World of Warcraft, the movie, people just standing around, opening <laughs> Wait, menus, for the raid group dick, to get together. dicking around in some bags. <laughs> yeah. like, oh man, hey, we gotta hey, go man. rep. We gotta go rep grinding. Come on, guys. Hey, <laughs> hey, dude, could you give me some gems? Could you cut some gems for me, bro? And then so this people movie is slash, supposed to be. This is animated, dancing. though, right? Not live action. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's. Okay. It's. A lot, I think a lot of it's. A lot of it's mo-capped, though. Yeah. Well, so. I think that's a lot better. If you look at oh, where a lot of video game movies have gone that are live action, they're all fucking absolutely terrible. Like Need for like, Speed. Uh, or like all Blood the Rain. Dungeons and Dragons movies, too. And it's just a fucking atrocious. All the fighting game movies are <laughs> fucking hey, terrible. Hey, hey, you shut your fucking mouth when it comes to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Mortal Kombat is perfect. I'm but, talking about yeah. the Dragon Ball Z ones, actually. Oh. Fucking terrible. Oh. Oh. So that's, the fact that's, that's, a that's, that's one, that's not a game. <laughs> that's an anime, and two. No, but it, they also have games, and the fucking. If you've played any of the games, the movies take a bit from that that are fucking terrible. I'm just glad that this is animated and not live action because that's gonna probably fare a fucking lot better. <laughs> People will yeah. buy a lot more of the uh, fantastical stuff if it. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. It's definitely, you know, even even for something that's based on, you know, a previous IP, like honestly, it's 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 pretty it's pretty original in terms of movies in that, you know, I I I can't think of any, you know, big budget 3D animated fantasy movies. Beowulf? Ugh. Beowulf. Oh, it has no, to be better. All it has to do is be better than Beowulf. I hate Beowulf. I mean, that's that's like that's the standard I, I can think of off the top of my head. Any and movie can drunkenly stumble over the bar that Beowulf set. Yeah, I I yeah. Especially I something with a large following like this. Like yeah, I think if they like, did a Warhammer one, I would be apt to watch that. They you know they have anything with they a have giant straight, fucking fight. They have straight to DVD like Warhammer movies. Actually, they're Warhammer 40k movies, so I guess I guess that is a lot different. But still, they have these. They have these straight to DVD Warhammer 40k movies, and they're just terrible because it's like yeah. they obviously don't have the budget. And like the whole thing with Warhammer 40k is like you know the scope of their universe, their sci-fi universe is just gigantic. You know, millions of people die every day, and the entire movie is following like a squad of like four dudes killing like some, <laughs> killing some shit in like dirt clouds. You can't even see. And they're all just reciting weird like prayers, and it's, like it's 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 just it's just terrible. Yeah. But it's it's nice because it's uh you know it's it's coming from Blizzard, 
like yeah, directly. It's absolutely. not going through any. It's not you know they're not jumping through all these hoops. Like they they sunk they sunk the money into it. They you know they picked you know the director. They picked they picked the entire cast. Like they always put a lot of effort in. They yeah like I mean there's and, a reason it wasn't until yesterday that they released their first new IP in 17 years. So yeah. they're obviously pretty good with just which like, uh, which we definitely will talk about soon. Some sometime possibly sometime, yeah. yeah yeah like uh, but anyways I mean they're obviously like they're really invested in their three big franchises so I would be really surprised if they messed it up yeah yeah I, I think I have a lot more hope for this than a Suicide Squad movie but. Anyway, so uh, we have just a couple of small little tidbits. Uh, Stars Episode 7 officially has a, has a subtitle. Uh, Stars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Just uh, as cheesy as the rest, for the record. Okay. We talked about this before. We, we, we did. <laughs> we, we have. Did. Yeah. So uh, the, we also have the latest trailer, or the final trailer, for The Hobbit and the Battle of the Five Armies. Looks like a lot of things are going to happen in that movie. None Still haven't the... seen one of the movies. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't look like the titular Hobbit is going to be involved in any of this bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and cool. and finally, uh, breaking news: uh, Disney Pixar announced Toy Story Four. So, uh, God, fuck you. fucking my heart. No, yeah. I know. No, just Toy no. Story Three ended at such a good point. Andy had he was us. I mean, every time one of those movies came out, we were Andy's age. Yeah. Maybe, maybe for a person that's watching Toy Story now who's like six and Andy's going off to college, it doesn't mean anything to them. But it means a lot to me. <laughs> stop like, breaking. Stop playing with my heart. Yeah, like, what, what are you going to do now? Like, what, is Andy going to come back? Is that going to be the conflict in this Is Andy going to be in a lot of college debt? Yeah, yeah, he's like, gonna have knocked up some girl in college. He's gonna be like twenty years old with a toddler. It's fine. But but we yeah, forget, we like, forget yeah. that all of the toys now belong to some other bitch. He <laughs> gave them all away. Technically, technically, he says at the end of movie three because I talked about this and I went back and I watched it. Technically, he does say he will be back for him. But really? he can't keep them right now. Yeah, really? he, he really? asked. You, you think Andy is going to go up to this little girl and be like, now hey, he's bitch, just a I college... want my fucking toys yeah. back. <laughs> well, now no, he's no. a college okay. student bullying a girl I want around. That to happen. But he does say, he does ask the little girl to look after him while he's away. So there I, is I... some wiggle room there. I still <laughs> think it's ridiculous. I, like, where's the conflict? Sunnyside no, no, I, I got is it. I got super it. nice. I, like, got, I got the conflict for you. Andy is finished with college, he's in a shitload of debt, and he finds out that all of his toys are worth a fuck ton of, mo- uh, fuck ton it'll of be, money. It'll be like the second movie all over yeah, again. He's yes, oh, yeah. exactly! And then, <laughs> and then he's just trying to get them back so he can sell it for half, $10,000. Half, half the movie is a heist film where he's trying to sneak into this little girl's room and It's secretly taken for. He's gonna abduct a little girl and ransom her for his toys. Yes! I, I hope yes. Story 4 is not even about the toys anymore. It's just about Andy being a thief. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the toys are merely a backdrop. They're not important anymore. I am down they, for this. They don't in, even want in, to pay Tim Allen again. Like, come on. <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, though, like, the thing, the thing I want the most out of Toy Story 4 is I want to see something good happen with Sid because like Aww. there's been this internet there's been this internet resurgence 
of like people liking Sid. Like oh, I, I've yeah. definitely been seeing just you know around the internet, you know, front page of Reddit kind of crap, you know. <laughs> That people are like, you know, why is everybody, why is it, why does Sid have to be the bad guy? Like, sure, you know, he's kind of a butt to his younger sister, but he's also like nine years old. You know, the kid has a room with like a workbench where he's <laughs> making all these toys. He's got like some pretty complex mechanics going on. You know, he's in, they make it seem like he's such a villain, but uh, how many children expect their toys to be fucking sentient beings? <laughs> so he's out there doing what kids do with toys. He even plays with Barbies. He's got a sensitive side. <laughs> he he makes he made a cool like I mean he made you know the the Barbie leg fishing pole thing some weird yeah. hooker hooker <laughs> euphemism kind of thing a lava lamp and out of like, baby dolls yeah he's, he's got he's, this he's got this whole cool thing going on and they're like oh but he's the bad guy because he didn't know the toys could talk if he if, you know if and obviously when they all turn around and they like come to life he's obviously horrified you can tell in that instant he realizes he's been killing living things <laughs> and it's just mortified because of it and the thing is he can't tell anybody he'll get institutionalized and what do they do in the third movie they just fucking they just they show him and he's the goddamn garbage man you know you know what this you know what this next film is gonna be i hope he's i hope he's like i i hope he's a fortune 500 ceo he owns badass make awesome industries he's he's like a massive engineer yeah so like he's he's dedicated his whole life to figuring out the secret behind sentient toys and he's gonna find a way to use that that that's the thing he's 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 gonna make toys uh, and just and then blow them up knowing that they're real that's how they'll make them the villain (laughs) no they hire him on as a uh, as a practical special effects advisor onto the next puppet master movie and everybody is so impressed with his shit but it's actually he tells all these toys what to do somebody finds out that the toys are actually killing people and it's a whole fight against sid and his toys toy story 4 do something with sid yep (laughs) so uh yeah that's uh that's all we got for news so after a short break we'll be right back talk about the holiday release schedule and just what in the hell is up with all those goddamn fucking assassin's creed games (laughs) yeah be right back Before we move on to the topic at hand, going to let you know that if you have any questions you want us to answer on air or just tell us that we're doing a bang-up job, go ahead and send them to questions.glasshousefilms at gmail.com. And for our first show, we're taking a look at the holiday release schedule for this year, about the games for the holiday release schedule this year, and uh, talking about our expectations for some. Going to talk some shit about Assassin's Creed, and also going to cry that some (laughs) of this shit still isn't out yet. So... To, uh, to start us off right, one of the uh, first titles that definitely catches my eye is uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth. So uh, I know that uh, Nick and Greg, you guys play the ever-living fuck out of this game. 
Oh yeah, I've or, got or more the than hundred hours. So uh, what uh, what makes Rebirth so much better or different than the actual Binding of, Azo- Binding of they, Isaac? So I, I I would say the 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 big the big ones uh, they added new characters, okay, uh, new items, new levels, new bosses, all that all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> I think the the biggest thing, the absolute biggest thing, was they redid all of the entire graphical overhaul. Mm-hmm. The game used to be entirely in Flash, and I guess Flash has all sorts of technical limitations that I do not know enough about to go into detail. But they redid the engine, and then just like icing on the cake, they added co-op. Only but it's local only, co-op. But it's only local co-op. Which is just kind of a kick in the nads. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer because I felt like for a long time they advertised co-op, and then I saw something that was like, Binding of, or Binding of Isaac Rebirth confirmed, only local co-op. And you don't actually play as another character uh, in the game. For for people that haven't played it, you can get little little they're called familiars, and they're just these little guys that orbit you have different effects. Most of them just shoot when you shoot, and the second player plays as one of those. And really? it's kind of, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a little bit of a bummer, but I'm not gonna say it's not worth it. Like if you've never played Binding of Isaac, if you've never played Binding of Isaac and you're interested, it's worth fifteen bucks. If you only wanted to get Rebirth, if you wanted Rebirth because you wanted like, you know, multiplayer like like me, like the the graphic overhaul is nice, but I really wanted the multiplayer, so I'm I'm holding off on it. But if you're like even just the slightest bit into Binding of Isaac, totally recommend it. I just don't want to drop fifteen bucks to play through single player again. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If you if you already have the first game then there's really no need for you to rush out and get it. Yes, the new items are pretty interesting, especially because before the game showed uh, came out, they showed some pretty ridiculous item combos that you can get. But at the same time, they're already ridiculous item combos that I've never got because everything yeah. is randomly <laughs> generated. So it's like, yeah, that's that might be like some primo top-shelf stuff, but you're never going to get it. It's all yeah. randomly generated. The, so, I will say, I however, s- the, the visual style in, in Rebirth is, like, awesome. Yeah, like, and... It, it and not looking like map. a Flash game anymore. Yeah, it not looking like a Flash game anymore. Awesome. New map, uh, you know, in the first game, all the rooms are the same size. Yeah, they're all uh, squares. They really, of- yeah, they're, like, all these kind of, like, 8 by 8 squares tiles. Some of these new rooms are different shapes just like little just like little things if you're even the slightest bit like interested then totally go out and buy it if you really want the new graphics totally go out and buy it if you are happen to be sitting in front of a ps4 or a pc with a second person a lot for whatever reason especially pc if you just have to have two people in front of it all the time you're really into local co-op totally go and get it but I was just a little bit disappointed by the co-op, which is why I'm going to hold off for a little bit. It's kind of so, my bottom line. Yeah. So the uh, the next title is uh, call the next interesting title I'd say is uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Uh, Wait, we're saying that's interesting. That seems like an alley thing. I feel like it's yeah. well. To be fair, in terms of Call of Duty games, they really kind of stepped up what they were doing. Um. Like it, in what way? It kind of looks like a Titanfall clone, though, except instead of dropping say. Titans, they're just putting mechanics on people 
and trying to call it a new game, they're like, oh, look, you have, like, mechanized armor and you have other weapons and shit. I'm like, no, it's the same fucking game. You just put new stuff on it and sent it back the fuck out. I'm sure it'll be fun to play, like, any other FPS, but it's nothing fucking spectacular. My question is, uh, for for Allie, how does, like, the, you know, mobility compare i've i've heard that it's a lot of like dashing as opposed to titanfall which is a lot of like kind of you know double jump wall run kind of action it doesn't have like like, any of the parkour stuff but in this one they've introduced jumping and climbing and so in multiplayer matches you can get on top of shit versus (laughs) where it was before now with legs yeah Yeah, essentially advanced is in uh hopping is now a thing you can do apparently it's advanced warfare in that they just caught up to everything else that came out two years ago (laughs) oh great yeah so Uh, feels like titanfall without titans it's essentially they fixed ghosts and released another Call of Duty that was better, and it has good reviews. And people who normally don't play Call of Duty are actually enjoying it. So to be fair, it's doing a lot better. Well, it's than doing a lot better thought. critically. But the interesting thing is, um, I forgot the name of the report, but it said it stated that as far as Amazon pre-orders, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare is down as much as thirty percent compared oh, yeah. After to Call ghosts, of Duty Ghosts. I think Ghost uh, left a sour taste in people's mouths. It people's did. mouths, it's, you know that fish, did. that fish AI, that fish AI, just not good enough. You know, <laughs> that dogs. game was a mighty turd amongst Call of Duty games. People do not even acknowledge it. They just kept playing Black Ops Two. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so next we got uh, the Wolf Among Us. I believe this is the entire season Ooh. being released on pretty much everything. On all the consoles, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I know for a fact, Ali, you've also played this one, or at least yes. one part of it. I've so, played all the way up to the fourth chapter now, I think. Or okay. fourth mission, whatever they release them as. And I, I know for a fact I'm a huge fan of the uh, of the comics. And I, I got to say, I need to get a hold of this. But oh, the story uh, is awesome. It's yeah. I'm glad they're Don't releasing it on a console. Good rep yeah. I feel like playing it on a big screen would be really nice. Yeah, I mean, coming off the coming off the Walking Dead series, they did. I mean, I've heard it's like if you like that, it's 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 like the Walking Dead, but a different setting, basically. Just basically like like really gritty fairy tales. Yeah, I mean the, the the premise is really the the premise alone is really awesome. Oh yeah, it's it's based off of the uh, Fables comic written by uh, Bill Willingham, uh, where all of the uh, all of the fairy tales. Uh, had to escape from the land that they all lived in and now currently live in uh, one one, uh, block of New York City. Like, a full block is just theirs. Now, the listeners might think, oh, that sounds incredibly like uh, Once Upon a Time. Wrong. Yeah, Yeah, that's because Once Upon a Time kind of sort of stole the fucking idea after Bill Willingham and Vertigo asked if if ABC wanted to... uh, wanted to do a fables adaptation for television i do like that show though yeah well, <laughs> well you know what frozen is now in that show so i will never watch it I, i've so i've heard <laughs> yeah so uh wolf among us uh next we have uh this one this one kind of pisses me off and is also stupid assassin's creed rogue and assassin's creed unity are these different games, like straight up? These are like entirely different games. Yes. Yep, and they're like being released Pokemon, on. It's not like Pokemon X Y, like you know. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Unity is the next big 
massive triple A release of Assassin's Creed, the but it's only for the next gen systems. The PS3, Xbox 360 crowd gets this also rand of Assassin's Creed Rogue, which is kind of, from what I've heard, a glorified expansion of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. But you're also playing it from the Templar's perspective instead of an Assassin's perspective. Well, hmm. what I don't understand is why they're releasing Unity on PC, and then Rogue is just like off by its fucking self. Like, I don't know why PC is be- being considered next-gen for just uh, that Rogue, one actually, they, they, they confirmed that Rogue is, Rogue is going to be PC. on PC. Yeah. Is it? Because they'll they released the list that says Unity's for PC. Oh, um, uh, if does you, it play both or is it one or the other? If you click on the uh, on the actual links that are on that list, um, Assassin's Creed Rogue and Unity both have PC. To yeah, be fair, like, nobody like on the update. PC fucking likes those games anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I'll, I'll be honest. I've played the first, second, and third of those games, and I can't stomach anymore. Yeah, I've, so I've, I've reached the point where they have too many janky bugs, too many archaic gameplay designs, mm. too many just well, it, it'll get better. Like they keep promising that they're building, they're making it better with each one. I just don't see it. But with Assassin's There's... Creed Unity, this what like the ninth, tenth fucking game of Assassin's <laughs> yeah, there was Creed, Assassin's Creed and yet we're one, still dealing with Assassin's Creed two. Then there was the two offshoots of two. Then there was three, Black Flag, and now Unity. So it's technically the seventh full game that they have made. And yet they've still got these archaic, like, uh-oh, you got too close to the guy. And even though there's no way that they would have seen you, no way that anybody would recognize you, and absolutely nothing you have done is suspicious. You're simply walking down a street uh, that other people are walking down. They are just like, hey, you, you better get out of here. I don't think anybody that plays, I mean, to, to play devil's advocate, I don't think anybody that plays Assassin's Creed thinks that their character actually looks like they blend in. I mean, you play the first one, Altair, yeah, and you're, walk, you're walking around, you know. You're walking, you're walking around like around a like, Batman. You're, you're walking around like missing fingers, and you got like these daggers hanging out. Like, I I don't think, I, I feel like, you know, yeah, and playing, playing Assassin's Creed, I feel like playing Assassin's Creed, some dude could walk up to you and be like, Hey, you look weird. I'm gonna shoot you like that, <laughs> I, without me doing anything wrong. Because I honestly, I feel like the game should be like that. I think I should constantly be in hiding. I should have to run around with. In, I should have to stay in crowds. I should just have to stay indoors. Honestly, like I should, <laughs> stay indoors, I should, like, not I even fucking kill people because killing is wrong. With that, if it if it weren't for the fact that like in just game three, because that's the most recent one that I've played. I hadn't committed a crime. I wasn't even officially an assassin yet. I was just a person. There was a danger zone where if I if I even (laughs) if I even stepped into there, regardless of the fact I hadn't committed crimes, I wasn't decked out in weapons, I didn't have muskets and bows and arrows and daggers all over me. I was just a person in a coat. I walked down a street. There were people other people on the street i just happened to be walking down it and because it was the mission zone the operation zone for that particular memory or whatever it was a guard was just like hey you and then i got put on high alert 
just because I was walking down the street. So didn't have a gun out, didn't have my dagger out, nothing. I actually had selected melee weapon and was not decked out in anything, had not committed a crime, and yet there I am. But Greg, 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 you're forgetting one massive thing. You were playing an engine and you're going into white people's neighborhoods. Yeah, so, so are you you're really still, you're all still that half surprised? <laughs> really? No, it, I mean, the the like nitpicky nitpicky little like things aside, like the overall games, I I would say are pretty good. Not not exactly my kind of game, but I don't think that that anybody really has like the can really just say like oh, the Assassin's Creed games are bad. I think it's no, just. I think people. I think people are just like getting a little bit tired of them, and, and like and with black fat with black 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 fag, fag. Black, <laughs> black fag, so so Freudian. I can't even. I can't. Even, I can't even handle myself right now. I can't even handle myself right now. But, uh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> my, my mouth's really dry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I get what you're trying to say, Nick. That they got like, bored of it. Black Flag was something new. It took on a different take, well, and it's got you know, people excited. Yeah, black, every everybody. I mean, I think everybody's favorite part about the third one was going like get, going, you know, kind of like pirate mode, and the naval combat was really dope. And so, I, yeah, I will say black that the flag, naval combat was great. I mean, Black Flag was was very well received, and I, I thought it looked cool. I mean, at this point. At this point, the game's just so far in. I, I have no interest to jump into like a new. I have no interest to jump into you know yeah, three quarters just, of a way through a franchise. You know, six games into a franchise. And, and let, I'll, I'll let say, us not but, forget that uh, a lot of the fans of this franchise, uh, to shorten it down, just call it Ass Creed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I I don't know. I I enjoyed the first game. I'll say that there there's a level of depth to the first game that. You don't that, necessarily always see in other games, and I enjoyed that. And the second game was the entertaining enough. The first game's so enough. old, though, now. I know. Like, the first game's so old now. but And then I played the second game. It was entertaining enough that I played through the whole storyline. I got a lot of the hidden stuff. The third game, I just – I was burnt out. It was too much of the same, not enough innovation, not enough progress as far as just the simple mechanics go. I felt like I was playing the same game I picked up. A couple, you know, several years ago, when I picked up the first game, and I just I didn't want to play it anymore. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there's there's so there's so many people that are still playing those games. Like, you know, I I still I may not still play like Call of Duty, but I'm not I I'm not gonna sit around and say they're bad games because I don't play them. I think some people I think just like every you know any other franchise, Assassin's Creed is one of those like is one of the the big the big you know few i can think of where they just you know annualize their games and it's like they're not necessarily bad but they're not always that different and it's like yeah. if you're in, if you're into like if i was into assassin's creed i'd be pretty pumped for unity and and even i mean even rogue really because i think everybody's favorite part about assassin's creed isn't so much like let's introduce all these brand new mechanics each game more as as, as much as it's like uh you know, look at this awesome new setting we're in. Because I mean, when we went to PAX a few years ago, when uh, um, when Ass Creed apparently <laughs> when As- when Ass Creed Three was coming out, like people were pumped. I mean, shit, I was pumped. I walked out of there uh, yeah, with an I- inflatable tomahawk they were giving out, and I was like, hell yeah, this game looks dope as dope as rope. Like, let's, let's I, I go sculpt some bitches. They, they were like, they were like, you can, you know, you you, you, you could run through Colonial Boston, like, yeah. like. 
the it's it's all about the settings. It's just like people get you know kind of tired. But if I was then, if I was into yeah. Assassin's Creed, anytime they jumped over, I mean, I mean, what in Unity they're supposed to be like in China and stuff no, like too. Uh, like, Unity is I, Unity is in France. I saw uh, I, I, I saw I saw some image. What uh, what am I thinking of then? I You're swear, thinking I'm thinking of some some other offshoot that they might have announced already. But I'm I not saw some image sure. that said assass- It said like it was like Assassin's Creed Chronicles, and underneath it said China. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that, that I one. Mean, bottom line, yeah. French French Revolution assassin. That's kind of cool. Make something yeah, make something is. cool out of a revolution that didn't necessarily have a ton of people dying. Maybe because an assassin was involved. You know, like yeah, like it's cool. It's cool. Uh, I mean, I think people are just a little bit tired of it. Yeah, I, I will say that. Like the settings, I'm always super interested in the settings. I would love for a, a American Revolution game to come out because I don't feel as though anybody has done that, and I think it would be pretty interesting. And that, when we went to PAX and we saw Assassin's Creed Three, I mean, I pre-ordered the game there. I was yeah. super excited. About <laughs> yeah, it. Even, Nick and I were even so excited when we were there. The people doing the demo, showing it off to us, they they let the audience have a choice. They're like, "Do you want us to do kill this guy with our hidden blade or use our fists?" Nick and I were just like, "The mitts, use the <laughs> mitts, use the mitts." <laughs> he was just like, "I've never seen someone so excited about not killing this guy. We we're gonna save his life." And like, we were totally into it. And it's, but yeah, I just I I can't keep playing the game. The exciting, but then the game, but then the game was full of bugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God. Or I had to play as what? Uh, what's what's the what's the guy's dad's name in the movie that you play as for the first like two hours of the game? Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, like, some Robert Kenway or Edward Kenway or something yeah. like that. That, that might be the f- wait really. That's yeah. the third one. Yeah, you play as his, you it's play as his old man. Plays a Kenway in tutorial that lasts like well, yeah. three hours. It's ridiculous. In the in the uh, in Black Flag, I think you play as uh, that guy. Trent guy's Billingsley, dad. the most <laughs> British man ever. Buzz Trillington. <laughs> oh, now, now you're gonna get all sad. But uh, yeah. speaking of uh, rinse and repeat formulas, uh, the next one is Halo: The Master Chief Collection being released on Xbox One, and uh, yeah. Halo. Well, I think people liked it enough that to come out with a collection is actually a good idea I mean, for people who want to share it with other people kind of thing. It is the first next-gen one also. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, if you had Halo 2, Halo 1, Halo 3, like, you can't play those games anymore. There's no backwards compatibility. And well, that, that's kind of a big systemic problem that I have with uh, with the next-generation stuff in general. It's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Backwards compatibility yeah, needs to come back. You're, you're taking my games away only to sell them to me again later? Yeah, especially in things like the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. You have digital libraries that are associated. Like, it's it's as simple as saying, okay, you have an account. You've purchased this game. When you buy the next console, you should, you're still using the same account. Why can't they be like, oh, yeah, you already purchased this? No, you have to pay the money to re-buy a digital game that you've already purchased. And that blows my mind. But okay, but in in Halo in Halo's case, so I, th- I think we can all agree having to buy the same game twice sucks unless you get good perks. Like we, we I mean, we don't, yes. we, we could we don't, we don't have to go off about how much that sucks. Yeah. But 
they also shut down a while ago, like a, a, you know, earlier this year, maybe even late last year, honestly. Um, the a bunch of the multiplayer servers for Halo, and there is, I think, online matchmaking for the Master Chief Collection with Halo Two and Halo Two maps and Halo One and Halo One maps. There's matchmaking for the different games, so they're essentially bringing back multiplayer for like some of the biggest games on Xbox Live before. Yeah, the, yeah. as much as it is 60. a marketing ploy, they're definitely giving like, you back a lot of things that people wanted back. Like they're they're giving stuff back that, you know, other other franchises lost and probably won't get back. I mean, like yeah, I, I there mean, are a lot of games like when they shut down all those games by servers, there's a bunch of games that probably aren't going to come back for a while if ev- if ever but now you have this nice all-inclusive next gen graphics updated too i mean it's not exactly the same game there's graphic overhauls for all of them and it's you, you know these huge scale maps with matchmaking again all on one disc or all on one download all on one launch essentially but I think beyond that... Um, I feel like you're getting your bang for your buck if you were to buy it. Beyond that, I've always found the Halo games to actually be pretty fucking boring. Well, I was in it for the be, multiplayer, personally. Let, yeah, let's be yeah. fair. The campaign might be a little boring, but we've had some great nights where just we got together, hooked up a couple TVs, and played some massive local player games. Well, and it while was drinking just, but no- nothing but Mountain Dew and eating as many Doritos as we could shove into our fucking faces. And, and we, true. <laughs> we had fun from like 5 o'clock in the afternoon when we set it up to 2 in the clock when your parents were like two yelling in at the us clock. to go to bed. 2 o'clock in the <laughs> two morning. 2 in the Sorry. clock. 2 o'clock in the morning when <laughs> your parents are yelling at us to go to bed. Like We've had some pretty epic times and now you can do that again. And I think that's that's a pretty nice thing for people to have. But because I'm a grown ass not... man and uh, I live by myself now, uh, instead of playing Halo with you jackasses, I'm just going to go get laid and go to the bars. So I <laughs> well, still like, don't have much need for it. Except that I, I, doesn't happen, and we just end up playing Risk of Rain. Let's be serious. Yeah, except, except that doesn't happen. <laughs> that doesn't happen, speak and we for, just play speak video for games. Yourselves. Um, Speak for yourselves. We play so much Risk of Rain. I yeah. Got. Okay. So uh, <laughs> after after Halo, this one I'm these these next three I'm just bringing up because the names caught my eye. Sonic Boom: Rise of Lyric. I I have no idea what it is. I just want to say Sonic Boom. When I it's first an saw it, actual I Sonic a... game, and it looks like Turd. Oh oh shit! Never mind. Moving on. You know, We're running. We're damn. running from that one. Damn, I like I like Sonic. I don't, we don't have to stop for it. I just want to say though, I like Sonic I Adventure. Like, I feel like Sonic's Sonic's slowly making a comeback. It had its lowest point with you know Werewolf Sonic, but <laughs> it's 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 getting cool again. It's, you Sonic know, had a facelift. He doesn't even look the same as he used to. What? What? He's not a he's not a pot bellied hedgehog anymore. Like, <laughs> Think of all the chili dogs he is missing out on. How dare you? Oh, <laughs> Sonic is manorexic, and they pulled his face back. He's all shiny and new. I'm oh, not like, saying uh, it won't ever get good again. I'm just saying it's not the Sonic that I used to love. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the, these new Sonic racing games that have come out and like Sonic Generations, we're all we're all like they're all pretty solid. I mean the Sonic racing games actually all got really good reviews. Yeah, they're actually Sonic, super fun. I have it on my yeah. Steam. It's a very fun game. Sonic Sonic Generations 
is pretty sweet. The worst the worst thing I've heard about it is playing the two D levels in three D is like kind of kind of weird like visually yeah. you know because you know it's like you know we don't have the nostalgia <laughs> but sonic so, kind of is a piece of fucking shit though so i mean moving, i'll, moving I'll wait from, i'll wait to see the reviews but yeah. sonic's making a comeback Mo- moving on from sonic this one i i brought just uh just for you nick teenage mutant ninja turtles danger of the ooze danger of the ooze Ooh. <laughs> Let, let's let's just consider this a direct sequel to uh to secret of the ooze your yeah, favorite movie. That is ooh, such such a good movie. Bummer that this game's only on the 3DS though. Absolutely. Like S- uh, yeah. Um speaking of one, things that's that are... that's weird to me cuz I mean I I don't I don't know what about what about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles makes like I don't know appeals to only a 3DS. I wonder I wonder what happened like you know who who gave money to who. Out of to the put, uh, to put to put a TMNT game only on the 3DS though. I mean, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. So after that, speaking of things that are only for the 3DS, we got Tetris Ultimate, the billionth Tetris game ever to be put out. I'm sorry, but Tetris will always be fun when you can play it with other people, especially like the DS ones where you can just connect it with download play and stuff. It's it, actually extremely fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I also enjoy Tetris. I only need to buy the fucking game. I have it on my phone. I've only bought it once. I don't need to fucking buy the thing ever again. It's just the fact that there's another one coming out that I think is But dude, funny. is it but is it on the 3DS? Yes. Yeah. 3D no, I mean, Tetris. 3 3D Tetris? 3D Tetris? That just <laughs> Some things were just some things. There's there's some power that men were not were not made to wield, and Lying 3D Tetris piece. is one of them. To be fair, yeah. I can't see in 3D anyway, so. So uh, yeah, moving on from that sad statement. Um, uh, <laughs> the, the next one that is absolutely major is World of Warcraft: Warlords of Draenor, the uh, the Ooh. next expansion for World of Warcraft that people are creaming themselves over already. I yeah I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit in that group. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm the only one here that still plays WoW. But Well, to be fair, I'd play it if I could afford the subscription because I actually do miss playing with my friends on that. But then I got now, into Diablo 3 and I lost a lot of my life. If yeah, so if if anything, I mean the, the big buzz around Warlords is oh man, it's like Burning Crusade again, which in a lot of people's opinion, Burning Crusade was like you know, the golden age of WoW. I think it's a little bit people just putting their nostalgia blinders on. Yeah. I think it was more like it was the first expansion to, like, one of the biggest PC games in the world. And so people, you know, were were going nuts over it. But it's it's pretty cool. Like, they... it it's They're bringing it back. They're bringing it back to the old school. They're going from pandas to to back in time a lot of like familiar <laughs> faces it'll it, it's 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 cool especially you know we talked about the warcraft movie earlier it it takes place like honestly shortly after i think a lot of the stuff in the warcraft movie um i mean all time fuckery aside you're <laughs> gonna see like a lot of the same faces which is pretty cool um the features they added are pretty nice but I mean, it's, it's, uh, 
it's it, coming out. It's coming out. It's going to be popular. It's definitely like, proving it, it that always... World of Warcraft is showing no signs of slowing down. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Chris Chris Metzen was talking about how he's like the you know lead story kind of dude, the 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 lore master of WoW. You could oh, say. Oh God. He. Uh, I mean, he said they already have plans for what they're going to do for their 20th anniversary, and they're going to hit their 10th anniversary here in about like a week and a half. So, yeah, game's going strong. It's here to stay. Everybody likes to say, you know, oh, the the subscriber, there's only 4 million people playing now. <laughs> did, you, did you know there's only, there's only nine times as many people playing WoW as the next most popular MMO? Oh, yeah, and it's also a sub-based game. Like, that's, that's pretty impressive, you know, yeah. as usual. Anytime, anytime subscriber numbers drop for the game, you know, you, you hear about it on like every news outlet. I swear, like. But, but didn't they lose know, like a really large number of subs a couple years ago? Like a very yeah, big I portion. Think, I mean, I mean, the whole the the whole last expansion and adding the pandas and everything was a little bit weird. But like, I I think they've they've shown the I think this the latest trend was they've had the smallest drop in subscribers. Like they always have drops towards the end of uh, an expansion's lifespan. This one's had like the lowest one in recent years compared to like the last three expansions, which nice. means it could have like a bigger boom. But they've done a lot of cool stuff. I mean, they're definitely trying to like stay relevant. They've they've they update the graphics very slowly, but they're still pretty keen on wanting people yeah. to be able to run the game on the same PC they were using in two thousand. You know. Finally, people are able to move their individual fingers. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I mean, yeah. I, I go on world, for days, world, but yeah. it's, it's here Warcraft to stay kind of strong. thing. It's, uh, it's definitely making an impact. Next up, we got uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. People are fucking creaming their pants for that already. They Ooh. have been for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been seeing stuff about that. You know, each 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 individual zone is like, bigger than the than the first game or something yeah, right. like you know there's there's 900,000 square kilometers of area to explore <laughs> well the thing is the, that's the problem as much as it is exciting for people because the old they cut a lot of stuff out for the console versus the PC like the PC version is way way fucking more involved and i can say that from experience because i beat it on yeah. The one before this on Xbox 360, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I bought the Ultimate Edition for PC. I'm like, why did this game get fucking impossible? Like, what the fuck happened? So, so just for just for reference, who who here has all played the first and the second Dragon Age? I played, I played just both. the second. I did not play the first. I've only played the first. I've played none. So the the biggest thing about Dragon Age was like first game really awesome, like this Knights of the Old Republic esque kind of queue up your stuff combat yep. uh really really smart ai um like on your companions you could add a really complex kind of like this coding system a big big like rule system for how they operate tons of abilities i mean you could play as your companions basically if you wanted second one really dumbed down to kind of this like auto leveling and then like action almost like hack and slash like real-time combat totally different and I guess wasn't terrible. Not as good as the first game, though. A lot of people say. Which, what was the name of the second one for it was reference? Just Dragon Age Two. It's just Dragon Age Two. Oh, was it? it was okay, then I actually. Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age Two. Dragon then I Age played Origins. the first. One. I played Origins because I have Origins yeah. Ultimate Edition. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. I was like, you, I don't think there is a Dragon Age 2 Ultimate Edition. Yeah. It's just Dragon yeah. Age Origins Ultimate Edition. I don't think Edition. there is a Dragon Age 2. The I don't think there is a Dragon Age <laughs> A lot of people would like to think there isn't. You know, it's... I. I'm like I'm like I'm excited for Inquisition because I've heard that it, they're like kind of fusing the two game styles. Because um, yeah. one, it is weird to have all these awesome visuals and animations, and then have like this queue up your big action based combat. Like it's hard to have a big epic game, and then every time you enter combat, you're like, queue all my attacks up, and then you just kind of watch it happen. Yeah, like that. It's kind of it's hard to have a big grand awesome huge scope game and then have like you know this almost kinda, round based kind of shit yeah almost it's like it's like it's like real time but it's but it's like i enjoyed bad. it on the 360 because it wasn't too much but then when you put it on the pc they added like all this other overlay and shit to the point where it's hard to control your whole party at the same time you have yeah makes it to where you have i mean there, there's 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 downsides to how the combat works in dragon age origins like the you know the the like companion AI, while really awesome, and the rule system is really awesome. It takes a long time to set up, and you can get into one boss fight, and all of a sudden you're like, "Man, I hate that they're using this rule set right now," and it's like costing me this, you know, game basically. Yeah. Like, yeah, each fight is um, can be so wildly different that it's very hard yeah. to keep up. And and they try to like remedy that in the second one by making the companions smarter and operate automatically, but at the cost of like the kind of cool turn-based, you know, combat. Like, they pruned a lot of abilities. And the, the Dragon Age Inquisition seems like this kind of fusion of that. I mean, the scope of the game aside, because that's what I've been hearing about, is just how huge this area is. Like, I guess they made it so it's a good jumping-in point. Like, you don't have to play the first two to play it. Like, they're trying to bring new people in. And I haven't seen too much gameplay footage of it. I've seen a lot of screenshots. Game looks fucking gorgeous, though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I will say, like, it... If I if I was into either Dragon Age game, like if it whether or not you like the first or second one better, which is completely subjective depending on how you like your game combat basically, I would be really pumped for Inquisition. Like yeah. everything I've been seeing is like this game looks awesome, the characters look awesome, the companions look awesome, the area is just huge to explore. Looks pretty sweet well yeah i'm not a big fan person of it though but i mean i yeah it's i'm I'm not a huge fan of like i'm not a big fan of like high fantasy but it's a good they're good games you can't yeah like yeah like i mean but if you're if if i was if i was like as into if i was as into like that kind of that like world um because i i can't really get into the dragon age world but if i was like more into it like just Story-wise, I would be so pumped for Inquisition. Well, talking about large, gorgeous games, next up we got Far Cry 4. I like how you skipped over Escape Dead Island because I'm only going to say this once. Stop it. Stop making those games. Stop being dicks. They're fucking terrible. Please, God, stop. Stop trying to make <laughs> Dead Island a thing. It's never going to be a thing. They stop tried to act... The... Okay, well, they did Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide. I thought that was Dead Island 2. No, Dead Island 2 is still fucking coming out because they tried to act like they didn't make a big fuck-up. <laughs> they're trying to act like it Riptide. happened, Dead Island. We all they're saw tr- you do they're it. They're trying to act oh. like Riptide didn't use the exact same skill trees, exact same graphics, just added a new character and then a new like retextured island. <laughs> like fucking. They pooped on their own game and then sent it back into the world. Yeah. Anyway, we yeah. there. Anyways, yes, Far Cry Four. We're talking about Far Cry Four, <laughs> a, a game, a game that is the sequel to a game that is amazing. Oh, so um, fucking good. 
Yeah, Far Cry 4. Holy fucking shit. Uh, I, I think we've all seen the uh, the trailers that they put out for uh, for it at E3. Oh, definitely. And holy crap, those were all amazing. I'm just, I'm really excited for Far Cry 4. They're, they're I'm, ec- I'm excited to kill rhinos with a, with a Bowie knife. Fucking I'm right? excited oh. to ride elephants into combat. Um, there are so I... many things that are so exciting about this game. They took Far Cry 3 and they were like, Let's actually make another version that's just as fucking good, if not better. But above all of that, co-op. That too. That fucking too. That's the one thing that Far Cry Three was missing was co-op. Let's be serious. Well, it had the it had the uh, the co-op stuff that was its own campaign. That was pretty cool. But the actual campaign being co-op, that's even better. Mm. That is. uh, Um. That is easily one of the biggest. It's games a big fucking selling point. I'm not gonna lie. Just make sure in Far Cry 4 that you de- you never don't ever kill the elephants because uh, <laughs> elephants never forget and the <laughs> elephants never forgive. And then and then the giants will come up and smash you with a really giant fuck off club. It'll it'll be like all the all those times in Far Cry 3 where you kind of get like some sort of you know, lion bro that helps you out. Like you're shooting a guy and all of a sudden a lion for once jumps on, jumps on the enemy and you're like, yay, a guy I don't have to shoot. Yeah. Elephants are going to do that to you, but all the time in the game, every fight you get into elephants going to be like, he's not looking gore his ass. (laughs) And I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to go on the internet. And I imagine the first day that game comes out is going to be tons of gifts and tons of videos People getting gored and trampled by elephants that they pissed off. Yeah. Like, what happens if I shoot this rhino? You well, die. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't kill it immediately, it kills you slowly and painfully. Like, it, it, no, no, and the, and then the way that uh, the way that you respawn is that you actually have to climb your way out of that rhino's asshole. Yeah. Jim, a la Jim East Carrey. Ventura. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, so. I, I think, I think we all agree. Like all the Far Cry games, I mean, since since they've come out, have always been like some of the best games of like that console generation. Yeah, and this and, next one is probably going to be no exception. And yeah, it's it's going to be no exception. Like it looks so good, and it's like they would have to try really hard to fuck it up right now. <laughs> so uh, another game that is that was incredibly impossible to fuck up and they managed to make it uh, way better than anybody was even expecting. Grand Theft Auto 5 finally coming out for the PC uh, as well as Xbox One, PS4. Not going to spend People a lot of time on it. super happy about it. But that is awesome. Plus they're adding in a uh, first person perspective into the game which I think will be really interesting to see how that plays out. I think it'll be kind of weird. It'll kind of, I think it's going to pan out kind of like, you know, First person is to GTA as like third person is to like Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Like, yeah, pr- probably, but I'm still interested to see how it's going to come out. It's just like, one of those games you can have a lot of fun with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, once it gets on the PC, you get that modding community. Oh, God. You're a horse in a biplane, you know, shooting dildos at a clown. Like, you're goddamn right. I'm they, excited for that. Yeah, you know, it, it gets it gets pretty pretty exciting. Like, so uh, so yeah. Uh, after that, we have the crew, which I think is probably going to be really at least interesting to see how it plays out. But I also really hope it's good. Yeah, so, yeah they kind of hyped it up a lot to the point where like if it if it's going to be terrible, 
it's gonna people are gonna be pissed see i, I don't really think that it, it necessarily can be that bad because it's a need for speed game you know what yeah. you're kind of getting into before you get in there the big draw is that it's a version of america technically it only takes you i think they said like to drive from la to new york takes about an hour hour and a half of playtime which i can tell so, you is not true yeah but i mean and i don't know what you guys I'm talking more, about <laughs> the thing that i'm more <laughs> concerned about over anything else for that game is its mmo aspects which because I that think is going to be kind of cool to see how it plays out if it plays out well it helps a lot because now all of a sudden you're having like a big online thing because you can even create your own racetracks be like hey we're gonna start here in monument valley and you're gonna have to end in detroit like and then you get together your crew race against a different crew and you can win but at the same time if you're like oh well i can't do anything because the rest of my crew's not on it's like well cool so i don't know i'd i'd be interested to see how the mmo aspects play out but I'd almost be willing to try it just so that I can trick out some car and drive around America having endless fun. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, we could probably make a shot for shot remake of every single one of the Fast and Furious movies. I, I think one of the good Lord. I think one of the things that looks interesting in the crew is like, um, you know, all the Need for Speed games and it's like all racing games center around like upgrading your car to make them better. And like, yeah, you do, obviously you know you're gonna do that in this game. But there's also perks as like a driver. Yeah. So it's like you get these pretty cool perks. Uh, no matter, regardless of what car you're driving, just based on like, you know, your your own like progression in the game, which which I, I think is pretty cool because like, you know, I remember the first time I played like Need for Speed Underground, I stuck with one car like the whole game through because it was the easiest car to upgrade because and, and, and it becomes like you know just it's just like cost effective a lot in yeah. a lot of games yeah. you just have one really in awesome car those. so it's cool like you know it, it, it's cool to be able to jump into any car and already have like this kind of head start which would be which if, if i was if i was more into racing games would be pretty sweet uh also just uh just for clarification the crew has absolutely nothing to do with Need for Speed. It is actually owned by Ubisoft. Need for Speed is owned by EA. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Just, it's uh, just got a similar kind of I, feel to it for a racing game. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just thought that you know, that should be cleared up a little bit. And uh, after that, speaking of MMOs, uh, the Old Republic Shadow of uh, Revan is getting put out for the Old Republic. Yay. Yeah, I... <laughs> Uh, How dare you skip right over Kingdom Hearts? Uh, you're goddamn right. I, okay, fine, fine. Before we get to that, Ali, you have your Allie corner to talk Hearts. about Kingdom Hearts. Tell yeah. us about Kingdom Hearts. Well, the HE remake is finally fucking coming out, and apparently they've patched up like a lot of the story and the missing pieces from the second game because there were parts of the game where the story was just kind of like uh... took a fucking vacation. I think that if you're going to talk about the story when you bring up Kingdom Hearts, it's not the game's that have just Kingdom Hearts in the title that caused the problem. It's the chain of memories. It's the oh, no, it's definitely sleep. continuity it's errors, the, but it's the, with the 365. Hey, yeah, 365 like, I thought was kind of fun. To be fair, they took the pieces from all those games. I have the 1.5 remix, and you can actually... It puts all the shit together where you can play different versions of stuff. 
So with 2.5, like I said, they're actually fixing shit that happened. Not to mention that they fucking actually announced Kingdom Hearts 3, but we'll fucking see what happens with that. But just the fact that they're finally coming out with the 2.5 HD remix, I'm happy about it. Yeah. You mean the game that came out 10 years ago in Japan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so uh... All I know is I, I would... I'm okay. I'm okay with it taking ten years because I would rather hear Goofy's voice in English than in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's it, Kingdom Hearts is really weird to me because like it's it's like you know all the they come out in Japan. I guess Disney's probably pretty big over there, but like the the character voices are such a big deal and they're so iconic that you know I don't want to play a subbed version of Kingdom Hearts because I don't want to know what Winnie the Pooh sounds like as a Japanese man. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Very hey, I'll wait. I'll wait. Disappointed you know, in everybody. Like, were were I were I very into that game? I, I'll I'll wait ten years if I don't have to hear Japanese Daffy Duck or oh, Donald Duck. God, that you know Daffy Duck too. Actually, honestly, any any I've any just, any. I've cartoon. just been a fan of those games since I was a kid, so it's like that's close to my heart. I don't know if it's just because I'm a girl, and maybe I was more drawn to the cartoony, childish portion of it than most people. I know it doesn't have a huge following in the U.S. as it probably did when it first came out but it's i don't know it's something that's near that's and dear to my heart happens, but it takes you 10 years to make a out. sequel yeah it's true okay but so okay so now that now that we're done talking about that uh shadow of revan i don't know does anybody here still play the old republic i mean i'm i, I think i've played it the most but, but do you still play like, it i don't i don't still play it and that's because like None of my, none of my, none of my friends none of my friends guys <laughs> play MMOs anymore and wow wow's just been there like i mean i've i've been wow's playing wow's been there for you wow wow's always been there for I mean, i've been playing that game since i was a kid and like wow, wow is your real dad wow has really good like grouping features and and all that but i mean essentially like the older public is probably going to be around for a while because they really like not as many people play it, but I mean, it's also still to date the fastest selling MMO of all time. Hmm. Um, still has a lot of people that play it. I mean, there's there's no shortage of of full servers in that game. I mean, granted, they did cut a lot of them down, but at least they're not doing like mega servers. I mean, mega servers is when you know your game is like not doing so great. Yeah. But ugh, Elder Scrolls. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Like, uh, it, it looks cool. Like, the, the, I, I would say, uh, if you're into, if you're like into the older public, the older public games are really good. Everyone likes to go, oh, you know, oh, why aren't they making the Knights of the Older Public three? But they they listen to like their fan base, and like the game's pretty impressive. And you know, anytime I get the urge to go back, I don't like regret it. It's just yeah. like it's not it's not as it's just not as accessible as it like for a game that's for a game that's you know like somewhat not maybe not so much anymore but was like a reskinned wow it doesn't have all the same like accessibility features but it's got a lot of other cool stuff um it does have a lot of its own original ideas as well and like yeah the, like the the, the expansion looks good and the stories i i think like the old republic is actually really good at making your character more unique than in some of the other games because you do get to make decisions you do get to have like more personal relationships with some of the companions and characters that you deal with. And 
I mean, while sometimes you do just kind of feel like, oh, hey, look, there's 500 other people exactly like me. When you get into those instant story modes, like they're talking to you as though you are yeah. the only one, that right. you are the hero of this story. Yeah, and, and, and the, I mean, and a lot that, of I other games that, do that too, but you feel it more in the older public solely because like it is instance and you do get to make like actual decisions. Granted, I mean, it's it's a lot like it's a lot like the Elder Scrolls in that they're like. You get all these yes or no decisions, but guess what? None of them make any sense. But you know, it makes you feel better. It's better than just hitting, you know, ex- confirm and accept when you're picking up and returning your quests. But like, it looks good. I think the like the the overall kind of kind of thing with the ex- with the um with this new expansion is like they're pretty good at listening to like their their subscriber base and like. It, if you're if you're into it, it's it's pretty. It's, it looks pretty good. Like it doesn't look like it's gonna be a bad expansion. It's just you know, it's not nearly. It's no like unkillable Leviathan that WoW is. Yeah. It's just kind of if you like Star Wars, and you like MMOs. Looks really good. Doesn't have that same nostalgia factor that a lot of people get from Star Wars Galaxies, but that's a whole other story. Yes, it is. So uh, also. Next, we have now these these next two. I just wanted to say the title of them and then move on. <laughs> Elite Dangerous. Just Whoa! Sounds goddamn stupid. Spooky. It's the fourth in an unpopular series of space adventures. Okay then. Uh, Guilty Gear Xrd Sign. Now, Zerd. Guilty Gear Xrd, as in like third sign, but it's X. So either it's one of two things. Guilty Guilty Gear. Uh, Xerd sign or Guilty Gear Tenerd sign. <laughs> so it's stupid in multiple ways. Uh, and uh, finally, <sighs> this kind of pisses me off a little bit. It's stupid. I, I don't know if it's just Game Informer or if a lot of other sites have this as a game that's being released. Halo 5 Guardians multiplayer beta. It's not a fucking game. It's a goddamn beta. Yeah, but I mean, I you could you could imagine the second that the second those beta invites start going out, the day those are going out, those servers are going down, man. Oh, yeah. like, oh, people God, yeah. people are people are gonna be the whole the first day is just gonna be people bitching about how they can't play their Halo Five Guardians multiplayer beta. And yeah. like, let's let's be serious, like there are times now where the term beta shouldn't be applied like the hearthstones <laughs> beta they had a working <laughs> cash shop the... it was open for like two years no, like, no, no. Her- but... hearthstone wasn't hearthstone wasn't the biggest offender like dota's the biggest offender okay yeah of... dota dota everyone and their mom had like five access passes to get <laughs> yeah, into the dota I... beta. like it, and it was going for at least a year if not I had... two it was yeah no it, it was, was ridiculous it was... They did two. I think two of the internationals were done while the game was still in technically in beta. So that's oh, at least Jesus two Christ. years. Like, so depending for, on how they're going to use the term beta, the, <laughs> will drastically impact how we should feel about that. Uh, yeah. However, I looks it was looks stupid. pretty sweet though. I mean, Halo's. I think Halo's still like. I mean, it's weird. It's weird that that's. It is a little bit weird. That's on a video game release list. Like, but. I mean, Halo's Halo's one of those kind of it's it's reached that unkillable giant status where like they're they're gonna have to really really mess up. I mean, 
I think people were a little bit worried when Bungie wasn't making the fourth one, but the fourth one is still massively popular. Like technically, like a good game. Yep. I mean, well, people, people always, still bought it. It was successful. Pe- people always people always like to compare. Uh, People always like to compare them to like the first like two or three Halo games, but again, that's more. Nost- I feel like it's more nostalgia blinders than anything. But like, they're good games. I think I don't play them a ton, yeah. but it's going it's going strong, and I I think it could be pretty sweet. I wonder what happens to the MC. You know, <laughs> the most redundant name in history. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. So that is the, uh, the uh, I guess, holiday release schedule for video games of 2014. Uh, if there are any you guys think we missed, go ahead and s- uh, say so in the comments below. And uh, go ahead and subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash glassfilmshouse. Uh, it's pretty awesome. We're now doing podcasts as well as uh, movie reviews. Uh, and other films. I actually got another short film in the works. Uh, also, we have the Facebook page, facebook.com slash glasshousefilms, and I sign on to Twitter every now and again to make fun of movies like Fifty Shades of Grey. Twitter at glasshousefilms. Now, uh, Ali, go ahead and uh, tell people where they can find you and your channel at. Oh, our... Me and my friend Kate have a YouTube gaming channel, which is uh, youtube.com backslash... Idiotic Gaming 2013, which I think is the most updated one because we keep having naming issues. Okay. <laughs> but our Facebook page is at the same name. All right. So we will be back next week with something. And uh, I guess all we can say for now is uh, stay tuned, everybody.